Welcome to another episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast. Today we are diving in with niching down and figuring out Instagram strategies. And to help us with that, I have Laurence Fougere, who's going to be our guest for today's episode. So let's go ahead and dive in. Hola creators, I'm Jessenia Bocaneira, founder of Focus and Bloom Studios. I'm a photographer turned marketing strategist who took a leap of faith, moved over 3,000 miles away from home with one camera and one heavy suitcase filled with dreams. If you're a creative soul and dream maker, this podcast is for you. Here I share actionable tips and tactics on marketing, business, and mindset to help you grow and up-level your business with purpose and lots of joy, one action item at a time. Get comfortable and let's get started. This is the Focus and Bloom Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Joining me today is Laurence Fougère. She is a video producer and content creator. She is also helping brands boost their online presence with creative bite-sized content. So let's have her talk a little bit about what we are diving in, which is niching down. So Laurence, welcome to the Focus and Bloom Podcast. How are you? How hi Jessenia, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's such a pleasure and an honor to be invited on the Focus and Boom podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to have you. Uh, we connect. We were able to connect sometime last fall, um, and I really enjoyed our conversations that we mm. had, where we're really much just like sharing our business struggles and like how to navigate a business during a pandemic and how yeah. to like figure out who our audience is and niching down and just like dealing with a pandemic and period. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's not been, easy. Like no. everyone has been going through a lot, I think this year and especially as freelancers, um, I think Instagram is a good way to connect like, and to actually meet like-minded people who are working on creative projects, who are freelancing and doing all of the things. And that's something I really enjoyed when we first met uh, through Instagram. Like we instantly had this connection because we're going through all of the same stuff, basically, and trying to figure it all out and, um, you know, trying to find new clients in this world situation that we're in. And um, I think that's something that's super powerful about social media in general. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I've been able to with through the podcast and just Instagram, even alone, I've been able to connect and meet other entrepreneurs around the mm. globe throughout this pandemic that maybe, you know, in another situation, I probably could have met, but it's just it wasn't it would have been that same way. So I'm very happy that we've met and that we've connected. And I've been watching Likewise. you. Oh, I've been watching you. <laughs> I've been watching your your Instagram grow and how you're sharing content. And um, earlier, uh, or actually towards the end of the year, you 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 reached out to me about um, start doing some market research, and that's yes. something that I wanted to um, really you know, have you talk about with our audience, but before we go into that, just let us t tell our audience a little bit about you and how you got started in video and video production. Absolutely. Um, so I've been a freelancer in the video and podcast space for, I would say three years now, I think. Um, so I, I, I started as a video and podcast producer. Um, so three years ago, uh, working with different types of production companies here in Montreal and they would hire me. Uh, so I'm from Montreal, Canada, for those who don't know. 
hence the French accent. Um, but <laughs> so basically for the past three years, I've been hired on different types of projects, whether they were like commercials, um, fiction, nonfiction, web series, uh, music videos, all types of really cool projects. Um, and I was hired as a freelancer to take care of all production aspects. So managing the budget, um, hiring the crew, um, you know, negotiating equipment, locations, all of these things. Um, so that's what I did uh, for the past years until COVID hit. And so when COVID hit, uh, since I was working with medium-sized production, so maybe teams of 10 to 30, 40, 50 people, um, obviously everything had to stop uh, because we didn't know what was going to happen. So this um, uncertainty um, had us like cancel all projects or delay them for a few months, postpone them. So so at that time, like a year ago, exactly from now, <laughs> um, I I had to think about like, okay, what do I want to be doing and how can I find new clients that are maybe not necessarily local? Um, how can I undertake new projects um, with maybe clients from everywhere in the world? Like, because I need to find another way to work and to keep creating as a freelancer and to, to keep working with people, um, and on projects. Um, so my, my worst nightmare was really to have to go back to a nine to five. <laughs> That's why I, I didn't, I really didn't want that to happen. Um, so I had to really sit down and try and figure out everything. <laughs> so from there, I started experimenting and putting myself uh, on Instagram and connecting with people and trying to connect with people I thought might be potential clients for, for my services. Um, and that's when I started offering podcasts, production services, a hundred percent remotely, um, and started to work with a few clients on that. Um, and then all the way up to last December. So December, 2020, um, so I experimented and as you said, like did a lot of market research to try and figure out like what, what is it that I, that I can help people with. And that, I think that's what really drove all of my, um, all of my actions basically, um, in these months of like figure, figuring everything out. Um, and then, um, an interesting thing that happened is, you know, by connecting with people and asking a lot of questions and hearing people's stories, that's where I was able to figure out like, okay, I know, like, I know what's my, my special um, superpower <laughs> and I know how I can actually help people, uh, which is creating bite-sized video content for either brands or solopreneurs who have um, podcasts and who want to be repurposing their podcasts into different types of formats. Um, and that's something I figured out with all of these conversations and with this market research that you were talking about earlier. Um, so it took a while, but this whole experimentation is now placing me um, somewhere where I know I, I can actually help people and um, that I have this value to offer to potential clients. So I think it was really worth it. Um, it took time. It was complicated to figure it all out and 
to put myself out there, um, create content all at the same time. Because when we're trying to figure it out, we're it's it's easy to feel, I think, as though we we shouldn't um, put ourselves out there and uh, you know get visible because we're like, oh, I don't feel super aligned right now, or I don't know if my message is going to come across um, the right way. But I think I think it's all part of the process and the content we create helps us to actually figure out like, what is it that people need help with? Um, so it was all, all a process. Um, so I kind of detoured from your question of just like introducing myself, but that's basically what I've been into for the past year. Um, precisely. Yeah. Laurence, I love what you just said. And you did not detract from the original question because it really plays into my next question, uh, which goes into your marketing research. And But before I get into that, I, I love that you pointed out that it was something that it took you time. And that is, as you were doing that, you were also creating content um, as you were figuring it out. And, you know, sometimes we feel that we need to have things perfect in order for us to show up and showcase and create content. But you know what? Nothing is perfect. So it's about just being consistent and figuring it out as you, you know, as you go along and it's okay to change it, you know, to, to change your niche. It's okay to pivot. And we, a lot of us found ourselves figuring that out, figuring how we're going to pivot in 2020, because it wasn't like we we got a head start. Hey, there's a world pandemic. No, this is just like the world is shutting down and that's it. And we now have to act on it. So it was really harsh and really um, like right, right there and then. So um, I love that you mentioned that, that it did take time. And, you know, as you were doing that, you were, uh, you actually spoke with me um, and had one of those those one-on-one um, market research questions. And I thought that your questions to me were really great. They even uh, shed a light in, into my own, my own business. So it really helped me figure it, like ask myself some of those same questions. Like, what is my purpose? What do, what am I passionate about? Because it's not like just pivoting because, okay, there's a pandemic and I need to pivot, but you know, what are you going to do? Because you have to find joy in what you're doing Nobody, you know, entrepreneurship is not easy. It involves a lot of hard work, a lot of long hours, especially when you're starting out. And then as you're figuring things out, you sort of figure out what what works best for you. But, you know, it's just being the important thing is just to be consistent and and say show up for yourself and, you know, show up for yourself and 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 what is yours to do. So. In your, you know, in your market research, some of the things that you learned from that, can you share three things that you learned from that market research that you can share with our audience? Absolutely. Um, and just to circle back to something you said, you know, not having things perfectly um, figured out, that's something, that's a major thing I learned about this whole freelancing process. So as creatives, we sometimes put so much pressure on our shoulders in terms of, you know, how we communicate our skills to the world, how we put ourselves out there, the message we convey, all of these things. We, we always think from a place of like, oh, 
is this good enough? Like, oh, but I don't, I don't really have things figured out. So maybe I shouldn't, um, maybe I should wait until everything is perfect, uh, and then start showing up and then start marketing myself out there. But that's just so wrong, I think. Um, so I had myself to kind of overcome this fear of showing up and this fear of not having everything figured out. And, you know, I was basically afraid that people will would call me out on that. But the fact is like everyone's in the same process. So no one's going to tell you like, oh, you don't seem to have you know, everything pulled together, like your message doesn't like, oh, you, you changed uh, your Instagram bio. Like no one cares about these things. Right. <laughs> so I think we have to get over ourselves and just keep creating, keep doing all of this, uh, keep marketing ourselves. And it's okay if our services change along the way. It's okay if our, you know, ideal client avatar or whatever you want to call it changes uh, along the way, that's okay. And it's part of like evolving. And it's, I think it's something that's always going to be there. It's a, it's a reality that all freelancers have to cope with. It's this like ever changing, ever evolving state of doing business and of, um, serving our clients and, you know, evolving through the type of types of clients we work with. Um, so that's, that's something I really, um, kind of understood and embraced in the past year. And I'm so proud that I actually like got over all of my fears around it and, you know, just really started thinking differently and approaching my work differently. Um, and that's been of great help to, and it's actually brought me to where I am today because I allowed myself to experiment and to change and to different, you know, offer different types of services. And then I, that's how I found like, what's my, my special superpower and how I can actually really help people and what type of offers I need to market out there and, you know, Uh, offer to my ideal clients. I love that you, I was going to say that. Um, I love how you said to allow yourself to experiment. I think that's like, that's just, it's not just the market research. It's really a mindset thing. Um, yes. It's really yes. a mindset thing. I think that's really important because we, it's often that we can get, you know, we second guess ourselves and we look at other people's feed and in Instagram, it's very easy to like, Oh, she hasn't figured it out, but yeah, maybe no, you know? <laughs> so definitely that, that I love that you mentioned that, you know, allow yourself to experiment and try new things. You, you might yeah. be surprised. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's the only way, like if we're curious enough, that's, that's where it get in, it gets interesting. If we're curious enough to actually reach out to people who might be our ideal clients and ask them questions and, you know, understand about like their challenges and what they're going through, what are their goals, their desires, their dreams. Um, if we're humble enough and curious enough to, to do that, like the insane amount of information we're going to get from these conversations is definitely going to help us in our journey to figuring out like, how is it that we can help people? Like, um, and as creatives, I think we have to figure out like, you know, yes, we're service providers, but 
we're more than that. We're problem solvers. And that's how we have to approach it, I think. Um, so for me, you know, figuring out that bite-sized content is something that brands and solopreneurs look for right now because um, it's a format that's really popular on social media and you need a special understanding of this type of format um, to to successfully create, um, for example, social media campaigns or ads or reels and all of these things. So once I figured like, okay, I'm really good at this and people really need this um, for, again, like their social campaigns, like social media campaigns, these types of things. Um, that's when I figured like, okay, I can connect the dots and actually offer something that's super useful and that I enjoy doing so much. Like it's a, it's a natural fit for me. Um, but it took months to figure that out, <laughs> months of experimenting and meeting with people and talking to people and asking questions. And again, being so curious and so humble about this process, that's the only way I think to effectively get all of this information and to figure out where to go from there. Wow. I really love that. And I, I think that's a keyword, humble because mm. you you want to establish authentic connections. I mean, nobody yeah. likes somebody to show up on their DM saying, hey, if you want to do this, check out my website or whatever, and just sell and just do a pitch right there without even having any any authentic connection prior. And that's really what um, one of the biggest key things to stand out on social media is just be you, be authentic. And it's, you know, that's, that's even, that's part of that mindset too. It's like being okay with, you know, you, you are brilliant and you have, you are your own sparkle and it's, you should share that with the world. And that's really one of the biggest things that you can, that will help you stand out on social media because how many other video producers, podcast producers or photographers are out, out, are out there? So many. So so many. So ima imagine if everybody is in the perfect spot, everybody charges exactly the same thing. Well, then how are you going to differentiate from one and the other? It's your personality. Absolutely. Bring your secret sauce. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And it's also like it, it always comes back to the fact that people do business with other people. So, and we're not for everyone and that's okay. But if we effectively find a way to showcase our personality, showcase our vibe as creators um, out there on social media, that's that's a really good way to either like filter out clients that wouldn't necessarily have the same type of vibe as us and maybe um, wouldn't be like the right fit for us or attract clients that are like, wow, I'm I'm a diehard fan of what this creator is doing and I want I want part of their world or their magic. And, um, and that's something like a, a client said to me the other day. And I was just like, that's the whole power of social media. Um, so once you understand that you, yes, you have to outreach and, you know, do this type of market research and, you know, connect with a lot of people, that's kind of like the, the outreach strategy. But then if you also can figure out a way to get visible on social media and really leverage these platforms to communicate your message, to put yourself out there as a creator. I think those two elements are 
the right strategy to successfully have, you know, clients coming in on a regular basis and have really interesting work uh, opportunities also coming from this. I love it. And you mentioned filtering out. That's really important because mm. like you said, nobody, you, you're not the perfect service provider for every client and vice versa. Not every client is the perfect client for you uh, for whatever reason that is. So, you know, you, it, by being you, by showcasing who you are genuinely, you're already filtering out people who might not feel connected to you. And that's okay. You can also have somebody approach you that they love your work, they follow you, and then you still might not feel that they are that ideal client and it's okay to say no. And Absolutely. You still provide, Absolutely. You know, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, that's something, that's something that a lot of um, news uh, entrepreneurs find it hard to do is just to say no because we're start we're first starting to like build the portfolio and get you know get reviews which i totally understand um but it's you, you get to a point where you need to really be true to yourself and be true to the goals that you have for your business and 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 what experience you want to provide to them and you know if that particular client is you're not connecting, then, you know, you can say no. And that's, your, that, that's perfectly fine. That's totally okay. And I think, especially the, with the past year, like what we've all been through, it's so difficult to say no. Um, and you have to have like, yeah, the right mindset around it and to really know what you want to be achieving or working on in the next few months and really focus on that. But it's not easy. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not going to lie, like that's really not easy, especially with, you know, all the uncertainty that we've been through and that we're even um, into right now. Uh, but keeping that focus and really coming from a place of, okay, this is, those are the clients I want to be working with. These are the types of projects I want to be working on. And then focusing and doubling down on that, um, and it comes down. It comes back to niching down again, like really understanding who is it that you want to be serving, for what purpose, and in what type of format. Um, I think that's really important, and that's how you're gonna, you know, that's how you're you're gonna be able to really connect with these people and start these conversations e really easily. Actually, if you really understand who who you're talking to, um, and again, like what their desires are, their challenges, it becomes so much easier to start these conversations. And you know, sometimes as creators, we're introverts, um, or we don't like to be in front of the camera. We don't like to showcase ourselves <laughs> publicly or on social media. And I think like once you kind of know and understand like who you're serving and the value of your service and how you can effectively like help these people achieve their goals, it becomes so easier. It's like taking this load off your shoulders and you're like, okay, I know why I'm doing this. Um, so I know I have to double down either on reaching out to these people and starting conversations with them or putting myself out there or combining both with, which is uh, my strategy right now. And I think it's working pretty well. Um, but definitely understanding who your ideal client is 
so important and so so overlooked i think <laughs> so as freelancers we have like all all these skill sets and that's a conversation we actually had together but i feel like sometimes we have all of these skill sets and we we know how to do like so many things but we have to figure out what's our special sauce as you mentioned before like what's what's our our it factor or i don't know how they call it like <laughs> But whatever our special superpower is, um, that's what we need to focus on. Like we can't be the best at everything and we don't want to be associated with everything and anything at the same time. So um, I think like really understanding what's our value and how we can help people and really just focusing on that and not on everything else is of great value. And it's going to serve us way, way better than, uh, you know, offering all kinds of services to all kinds of people, even though we could do that. But that that's basically the same as offering nothing to no one, I think. Exactly. It's like jack of all trades, master of none. Yes. And oh, I, yes. I love that I'm, expression. <laughs> and I love that you, you, you know, you're talking about, you know, the strategies that you're using, currently using and that bring, which uh, brings me to to my next question, which is like, what are what what strategies have you been implementing um, to grow your audience while you've been niching down? And you know, you mentioned you know, first of all, definitely understanding your your audience. And um, but like, um, and then you you mentioned you some of the things that I've seen uh, is you are very constant with your reels. And by the way, if you have not yes. checked out the Lancas <laughs> Instagram, she's like awesome at creating these really cool, funny reels like hats <laughs> off seriously I'm like Thank this you. is so funny <laughs> I, I appreciate it <laughs> I'm like I'm quirky but this is like super cool <laughs> I love them <laughs> I appreciate it so much <laughs> And, and, you know, and that's, that's how you've been able to showcase one of the many ways you've been able to showcase your personality. You know, it's just how you, the way that you create content and how you create the content, um, that that's a really good way to connect. And, um, before we dive in a little, a little bit more into that, I wanted to, what you were talking about sort of brings me to my own experience last year, mm, because, yes. you know, I'm a photographer. I've been a photographer for over 10 years and I pivoted before when I went from fashion to wedding photography. And because I was very intentional with, in doing that, I was able to double my bookings in less than a year. So, and then yeah. I quite quit my nine to five. So I know that niching down really does, you know, make a huge difference. And when I was able to, when I turned that, turned that two weeks notice, I felt so relieved mm. and like, I can do this, you know? And so freaking proud. Like, yeah. it's just, it's so amazing that you did that. It's yeah. just like, do you believe like the resilience and the, you know, the efforts that you put into that and then like it paid off and that's, I love these types of stories. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> it definitely paid off, but it doesn't mean that, you know, it, but then COVID came in and I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I do a lot of things, you know, I have, I do graphic design and photography and video, but then it's like, okay, what is it that I is, you know, I need to be sure that I'm true to myself. And right before the pandemic, I decided to start this 
podcast because I still I have this urge to showcase to connect with other entrepreneurs, share their stories, and and be able to teach other photographers as well how to navigate this thing called business and life. <laughs> you know, and you know, then the pandemic came in, and I'm like, okay, well, let's just let's figure out marketing side, and then I felt that. I wasn't being, I wasn't doing much photography because of COVID and I'm like, okay, well, am I going to leave my photography side away? Am I just going to focus on marketing or video? And it was a really, you know, it took me a couple of months to like really dig deep down and see what my purpose is. And I realized I just can't say no to photography. Like my camera is like an extension of me. <laughs> so yeah. I would be yeah. like denying you just know part of it. Yeah, deep down. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I know that I don't like editing, any sort of editing. Like I don't like video editing. I don't like podcast editing or photography editing. <laughs> that I know, but I love creating things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But it, it's like you mentioned earlier, it's just, it takes time to figure out things that, you know, to figure things out and, and, and understand that it's okay, that it it's might okay. not look like, perfect. Yeah. And it, we all want it to happen like overnight and to have this aha moment. Like we all dream of that. And I think it's part of like how society operates. It's like everything fast, everything just, you know, fast track your way to success, entrepreneurship, all of these things. But um, the reality is it, it takes time. It takes a lot of conversations and putting yourself out there and, but it's so, it's so worth it. And it's all part of the process. So I think once we embrace that and we understand that it's part, it's part, it's part of it. Like we can't, we can't figure everything out, uh, from day one. Um, we have to understand, like do a lot of also, um, self-discovery, just like you said, you know, you had to go through all of these things and, you know, work on all these types of projects in order to figure out like, okay, no, I think, I'm really like a photographer. That's what I want to do. That's what I love doing. And I love connecting with fellow photographers. Um, so all of this is part of the experience. Um, and I think that's okay. Like it's, it's okay that it takes time. It's just like, we, we, we sometimes get scared of like, oh, how long is this going to take? Like, <laughs> but, but it's okay. And you, you can still be working uh, on different types of projects at the same time as you're figuring it all out. Like it's, so I think in the end, like it's, it's an ever evolving process. And just like we said before, like, it's always going to be like that. Um, and that's what makes it interesting. Like we're freelancers for that reason, or we're solopreneurs for that reason. We have the freedom to explore to do many things, to help many people in their journey. So embracing that is just beautiful. It's part of the experience. That is beautiful. I love that. Oh, that sounds beautiful. Okay, so we are almost about to wrap up, but really quickly, and we've you've talked about, you've shared a lot of uh, really great uh, tips and strategies that you've implemented, but like in a nutshell, can you yeah. summarize two or three strategies that audiences can like, right away implement as in their in their strategy in their Instagram strategy. Absolutely. So we talked about the importance of, you know, putting yourself out there, getting visible. As a creator, that's a non-negotiable. 
Um, and once I figured that out, like a few months ago, it's only been a few months and the growth has been like, I'm, I'm amazed that what the, what opportunities have come from this and the people I've met and the projects I've been working on just because I intentionally and consistently showed up, um, and created content that is authentic to me and not paying too much attention to like all the people out there telling me like, you need to do this and that and this and that to succeed on Instagram. So <laughs> to me, like that was a revelation because I went from content consumer to content producer, like, and it was just a mindset shift I did um, to start creating content and create it like my own way and figure out like my own way of doing this. Um, and, you know, as video creators or even podcast creators or photographers, like we all have our different styles and different energy we put into our projects. And I think if we're able to do something that we actually like and enjoy doing uh, in terms of the content we create, like that's where it gets really interesting because we create stuff that no one else creates. And that's where we get noticed as creators. So that's my first um, takeaway, I would say. Secondly, I would say the outreach part is sometimes, um, how do you say that? Overlooked. Yeah. So the outreach part is sometimes overlooked because we're all scared of connecting with people and it's like intimidating. And sometimes we feel like we're these spammy people getting <laughs> into other people's <laughs> DMs. <laughs> I mean, I get so many spammy messages every day, but I think if the intention is really to connect with another human being, like that's what social media is made for. So we have to leverage that and utilize that in our own strategy as freelancers or solopreneurs, creators, connecting with people who might be our ideal client, who might experience challenges right now that we might be able to help with. Like that's, that's how you effectively start conversations by asking questions and by getting interested in what they're going through right now. And maybe how you could help them if you're a good fit, for example, um, So I intentionally reach out to a lot of people every day. And that's um, what really helped me to actually grow my audience a little bit on Instagram, even though like I'm, I'm not focused on growing the number of followers. I'm really more interested in, you know, creating a sense of community uh, with my account and, um, you know, having people really follow me because they, they they connect with me on a deeper level and they connect with my content, which is, I think something I'm trying to, trying to do and uh, succeeding at doing at the moment. Um, but reaching out to all of these people definitely helped me to grow my account and to learn a lot about who is it that I want to be working with and how is it that I can really help them. And I actually tailored like my services and my offers just from having all of these conversations. And I think I, I probably met with more than a hundred people and had calls, zoom calls with different people from, you know, different places in the world. And that's how I gathered all the information I needed to, first of all, get really cool content ideas um, that really 
you know, address the challenges that my ideal clients um, go through uh, every day. <laughs> and, and secondly, it really helped me, yeah, to just tailor something that I think um, has great value and that can really help uh, my ideal clients. So I guess these like two aspects um, are really, really important, uh, an important part of my strategy. And I really keep my focus on these two things every day. And maybe the third one would be, um, I think it would be related to uh, what I said before about like being a problem solver and not just a service provider. And it, it kind of links the, the outreach strategy and the getting visible on social media strategy. But um, yeah, once you understand that you need to offer a solution to people's problems and to be like a partner of their growth or, you know, find a way to help them achieve their goals. That's, that's where it all connects and people are taking you really seriously. They're not, they're not going to think you're only there to <laughs> sell them your services and not care about what, what they want uh, for their own business. It's like, no, I want to be a partner of your growth. I want to help you in your projects. So um, I think figuring out that is really essential also to stand out um, as a creator, as a freelancer, uh, offering creative types of services. So I would say like, this is everything I learned basically in a nutshell in the past like six months. Um, and it's true. It's been um, a journey to learn about all of these things, but it's definitely brought me to a level that I would have never imagined. And yeah, I think if that answers your question. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I love this. I, I love this. This is beautiful and super inspiring. I think I, I, I'm sure mm. that all of our audiences will, our audience will definitely get some really insightful ideas and inspiration from your experience doing market research and what you've learned from that, from that research. And, and, and just, you know, overall it's, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Just stay present and continue yeah. working towards your goals and you'll find Absolutely. that special recipe for that. And keep awesome. connecting with people. Yes. It's like, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to do it. Um, people are much more open. Like if we, we start conversations from a very genuine place of, I'm curious to learn about what you do. I'm curious to learn more about your business. Like people are going to, are going to be like, of course, of course, I want to talk about my business and my goals and all of these things. Like people love talking about these things. Um, so I think approaching people in that way, like that genuine way of like, I want to learn more about you and what you do. It's a great way to start a conversation with someone. And we, we have to, we have to do it like consistently um, that's how we create all these amazing connections and networks. And you never know what opportunities can come from that, uh, for sure. I, I absolutely 100% agree with you. All right, Laurence, we are just almost at the very end of the, of the podcast and um, this episode. But before we wrap up, I have the lightning round, which you might have already heard of. Yes. And it's yes. just random, five <laughs> random questions, nothing having to do with business, but it's just for fun. So are you ready? I love it. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> All right. The first one, coffee or tea? Coffee. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Coffee. Especially um 
twice a day and uh, <laughs> like religiously um every every time every like every morning this is how I start my day and I just love it um I even have like my coffee grinder at home I just I love all the experience around coffee me too uh, isn't it mm. it's, it's I mean it's really more than just drinking coffee it's like the whole co coffee culture it's oh, we have the to experience. have another conversation on this. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And Montreal has like, so I don't know about where you are, but like here, it's just, it's amazing. The coffee culture is so strong in Montreal. Like we love coffee and <laughs> we have the best coffee shops. It's just so interesting. Um, so, so yes, definitely. Oh, I'm, I'm really excited to have another coffee conversation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> anytime, anytime. Super excited. <laughs> the next one, sand or snow? Oh, that's a tough one. So I'm Canadian <laughs> and it's kind of like, I have these, I have a very strong love for winter um, and winter sports and winter adventures in general. And, you know, taking some time um, in nature when it's snowing That's that's a big part of me. But then sand is also <laughs> something I really enjoy and that I look forward to uh, every year, like not during COVID, obviously. Um, but <laughs> so I think, hmm. Let's say white sand. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's settle on that. Let's settle on that. Yeah, sure. I love that. <laughs> okay, the next one. When you're not video producing, what do you do for fun? Oh, what do I do? Oh, many things. I okay. So, do you mean during COVID or not during COVID? Let's be optimistic. <laughs> That's two different. Let, okay. Let's be optimistic. So in, <laughs> no absolutely. <COVID. laughs> so, outside COVID, um, I would say hanging out with friends and loved ones. That's my favorite thing. I love being with the people I love and just, yeah, just doing either doing nothing or different activities like going outside. Um, it's just something I really miss right now, especially. So I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. I think we will. We definitely miss that. Yeah. One. We can't yeah. wait. Right. <laughs> yes. What is your, what is your non superpower power? My non superpower power. Hmm. What do you mean by that? It's like so a superpower would be like flying or like speaking every single language or something mm. like that. Like superhero. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So I guess my non superpower power, and that's something I discovered this year, and it comes back to our conversation. But it's my creativity, and. It's something I had overlooked and put aside for many years uh, as I was producing, um, because obviously producing is really much more of like a strategy, it's, it, you know, it's strategy and organi organizational skills and, you know, prepping for, for different shoots is, you know, it's very logistical. What's been really interesting in the last year is that I, got back in touch with my creative side, which is a big, big aspect of me and a big part of my personality. But it's something that I had not utilized um, that much in the past years. So 
that's a really big non-superpower power, I think, because it really helped me to open doors uh, to a lot of possibilities, um, just getting back back in touch with that aspect of my personality. And it helped me in so many ways. And I'm having, like right now, I can say I'm having so much fun doing what I do and serving the clients that I serve and creating my content and putting myself out there, which is something I was terrified about like a few months ago only. So getting back in touch with my creativity is really what propelled me to where I am today. And I think that's like, it's my biggest um, superpower. I'm going to call it a superpower. I think that's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Seriously, your reels are hilarious. I love them. (laughs) It shows that you're doing it very from a genuine place and that you enjoy it. Like, yeah. I absolutely enjoy it. And what's great about this, it's like, it's only the beginning. Like, yes. and you know, when you know what, and when you embrace that everything is evolving, uh, like it's also a certainty that, you know, in a year from now, you'll be someplace else and doing even more epic stuff and more epic projects. So I think it's also part of this whole journey is like, wow, I'm, it's only the beginning. Like what I'm going to be creating in a year from now is going to be so epic because I don't even know what it's going to be, <laughs> but I know. <laughs> uh, I know I'll show up and I'll be ready for it. And, you know, I'll keep creating um, until then. Oh, I love it. And last question, where can people find you online? Yes. So people can find me uh, on Instagram and on LinkedIn, but I mostly use Instagram for content creation, as you know. So you can find me at low.andbehold on Instagram. My DMs are always open and I love starting these conversations. Um, So anyone who has questions, um, please connect with me. I'll be more than happy to, um, to chat with you for sure. Wonderful. Laurence, thank you so very much for being on the Focus and Bloom podcast. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review if you would like to tune in to more type of more episodes like this. And I will see you on the next time. Take care. Thank you, Jesenia. That was amazing. Thank you so much for this conversation. Mm-hmm.